Intensity is one of the most misunderstood words in sport. If I was your coach and I said to you after the game, where was your intensity? What would you think I meant? Would you think you didn't have enough energy or that you lacked motivation? We often hear coaches after the game saying the team lacked intensity in the game. But what does it mean and why is intensity so important? In this episode of the Future Champions podcast, we will be exploring the concept of intensity. But fair warning, this is not a definitive guide nor a deep dive into sports psychology. The goal of this episode is to get you to think about what intensity means to you, to your sport, and to the different situations where it has impact on your performance. The problem with intensity is that we often think of it as only in the physical how hard we work, how fast we run, or how quickly we recover. Yet there is another side of intensity that we often overlook, the emotional side. And it is the emotional side that can often have a greater impact on how we compete physically. When an athlete reaches the right level of intensity for them, both physically and emotionally, that's when we see great performance. Emotional intensity is vital. The problem? It is very difficult to measure because intensity in its most basic form is a feeling. Let me explain what I mean. Imagine you were playing a game of rugby union for the Wallabies. What level of intensity should you be at as the whistle blows for the start of the game? Or in the UFC and you are facing up against a world-class fighter? or a cricket batsman who is facing a world-class bowler in the last few overs of a vital game? What about a golfer in a championship tournament? What if I was to tell you that I have seen golfers with higher levels of intensity than a rugby union player? Now, I don't mean high levels of energy, power, and strength. In this situation, I'm talking about emotional intensity. Let me use a balloon to explain what I mean. I've asked my daughter, Jazara, to come into the studio to help me. Jazara, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Here is what I need you to do. I want you to take this balloon and blow it up, but not all the way up. I want you to blow just two breaths into the balloon. Okay. I want you to feel the balloon and describe it to me. It's a bit flat, not blown up properly. Jazara, I want you to blow the balloon up to the point you think it's perfect, where the balloon is not so pumped up that it will pop, but also not so flat that it doesn't feel like a real balloon. Okay, how does the balloon feel now? It feels better, like how a balloon should feel. Now keep blowing. Take another breath and blow it again. Dad, this is too blown up. And again. Are you serious? (laughs) What point am I trying to make? Well, this is it. The balloon represents the athlete and the air represents their emotional intensity. If the athlete doesn't have enough pressure, 
Like the balloon, the athlete won't feel right. They will be flat. If the athlete has too much pressure, then like the balloon, they can explode. And like the balloon, it is hard to know exactly when or if that will happen. But there is a perfect amount of pressure that allows the athlete to perform at their very best. But the amount of pressure is different for each person and each situation. Let me read this quote from Kobe Bryant's book, The Mumba Mentality, where he talks about intensity. He said, If I needed to get keyed up, for example, I listen to hard music. If I needed to soothe myself, I might play the same soundtrack I listened to on the bus in high school. It's all about putting me in the place I need to be for that game. Some games require more intensity, so I'd need to get my character and mind in an animated zone. Other games needed calm. In that situation, I would listen to music. Sometimes even, I would sit in total silence. The key though, is being aware of how you're feeling and how you need to be feeling. It all starts with awareness. Do you hear what he says? Some games require more intensity and other games need calm. So let me repeat this very important idea. If it is the only message you get from this podcast, then it's been worthwhile. Every athlete is different and every moment is different for every athlete. The key is awareness. So how did Kobe Bryant manage this? He said, Most players listen to music every game. They have their headphones on religiously and use music to get them in the right state of mind. They even sing and dance. I rarely ever did that. Sometimes when I had headphones on, there wasn't any music playing. It was a feint to keep people away and to get into my zone. For the most part before games, I just liked being there, hearing the sounds of the environment and observing everything. There is a great example of when a player who was normally calm under pressure allowed a situation to get to him and he exploded. In the 2006 FIFA World Cup, France played Italy in the grand final. Superstar footballer Zinedine Zidane was playing his last game for France. It would be fair to say that Zinedine was one of the greatest players to ever play for France. With less than 10 minutes left in extra time in a game that would determine the world champions, the scores were locked at 1-1 and the pressure was high. For Zidane, it would have been significant. His last game, captain of his team, France expected to win and the media were either labelling him as a saviour of France or an overaged has-been who should have retired before the World Cup. So much pressure. If you were to use a balloon to demonstrate Zidane's emotional intensity at that point, what would it look like? The pressure building up inside Zidane would have been intense and all it took was for one Italian player in Marco Matarazzi to place some external pressure on Zidane and Zidane exploded. Well, there's Zinazine Zidane. Oh, and he, well, well, he... He's just headed Matarazzi in the middle of the chest. Surely if the referee had seen that, Zidane would have been off. And what had gone on before then to provoke Zidane to do that? It's going to be a red card, and it is a red card for Zidane. 
Although the referee didn't see it, his attention has been brought to it by the other officials. So what happened? Zidane heard a comment come from Matarazzi. He turned back towards Matarazzi and unleashed an almighty headbutt that will go down in history as one of the greatest explosions in sport. Zidane received a red card, was sent off in his last game of football, and France lost to Italy in a penalty shootout. Later, Zidane apologised to his teammates for letting them down. Troy Haligowski is a mind coach who I've spoken to in previous episodes, and this is what he had to say about managing anger in intense situations. Look at the All Blacks when they had that slump. They got a couple of guys in and they made this notion of um, redhead, bluehead. They learned to recognise when they're in the redhead, angry, ticked off, going to punch someone in the face mindset and said, okay, how do we then switch you from that to a bluehead, which is calm, alert, ready to go? And so they developed what's called anchoring. So for example, one guy would sit there and he'd hold his wrist. Another guy would put some ice on his head. Another guy would look out into the distance across the park to get themselves back into that space. They had a specific technique that when they recognized in themselves, because you first got to self be self-aware, right? I recognize I'm getting angry or I recognize I'm choking, you know, from the anxiety. You have to plan a way that becomes a technique. And so they use this particular thing called anchoring whereby you create a state and you can bring that state back up at will. We can establish that. So you, you recognize that you're in this angry state. Step one, step two is you evoke the technique that brings you to a different state could be an image you create in your own head. It takes in a couple of seconds once you're really good at it. could be an image. could be a word you tell yourself. Through this train mechanism, you can evoke a certain shift in your mental state. And when you shift that mental state, you then move into a place where you can perform again. In the process of getting angry, things tighten up. I lose sense of my own emotional state. Right? And to be an elite athlete, emotions control you or you control emotions. You're going to have emotions, but if you can't control them, they're going to control you. And anger is generally going to make you more, in some sports, more aggressive, which is good. But on balance, you'll start making decisions you may otherwise not have made, right? Because it's coming out of the wrong emotional content. So therefore, I get angry, my muscles can tighten up, and therefore I won't be as fluid, and therefore I may make mistakes where I otherwise wouldn't. So yes, anger as, a, as an emotional state will certainly shift your physical position, and it'll also change the decision process. You shift those things, you're no longer the same person you were before. So of course you're going to perform differently, and more than likely you're going to perform in a way which you may not look upon favorably, one being you made a mistake. And that might be a mistake on the field, but make a mistake, I punched someone in the face, made a mistake, I swore at the ref. You're going to feel anger, that's normal. It's how you control and how you manage your anger, that's important. Or how do you channel the anger into a positive outcome? Or how do you shift from being angry to put yourself into a different position, per se anchoring and that that sort of stuff. So yeah, anger is definitely linked to performance and making mistakes. There's no question about it. You know what I mean? Like you're a tennis player, you get angry, you you just smash the ball. You don't worry about technique. It's all about getting the frustration out. You might be lucky enough that you, you know, your subconscious mind controls your, your smooth muscles and you, you make a good shot, but more than likely you're going to hit it out of the park. Emotional intensity is vital, but the physical side of intensity is equally as important. How we train and how we play. Are we preparing during the week to be at our peak performance, ready for our game or competition? Chris Latham was an international rugby union player who played for the Wallabies and Queensland Reds. I asked him about the importance of intensity, and this is what he said. For me, I'm a true believer, and I say this to uh, the teams that I coach, you play how you train. If you train slow and you train sloppy, you'll play slow and you'll play sloppy. Preparation 
is everything. Preparation for a game doesn't start the day of the game. Preparation for a game doesn't start the night before, the day before. For me, if you play on a Saturday, preparation starts directly after you finish playing that game. And what I mean by that is if you play on the Saturday, then Saturday night, you need to start dissecting the game. You need to start what went well, what didn't go well, what do I need to work on as an individual, and then obviously what you need to work on as a team. Sunday, you need to start the recovery process. Well, Saturday straight after the game, you need to start the recovery process for you physically. Sunday, again, is about getting that mental preparation of leaving what happened on the weekend, letting that go, and moving forward on the, on the, on the solutions that you came up with from the game and, and starting to move forward mentally on how you prepare yourself to make sure that you tick all those boxes that you probably need to improve on moving forward. And then obviously ticking all the boxes and starting to do that, what you need to do that uh, from a physical side as well. As the week progresses, all those things consistently checking, rechecking, refocusing and redoing everything that's required to making sure that when you come to the Saturday again, that you're ready 100%, both physically and mentally ready to go. So in the training process, when it comes to the intensity of training, I guess of late, the last four, or five years, six years, intensity has been a massive thing in, in how teams prepare themselves. And in, in that, it's by preparing to train at an intensity higher than what you want to play the game. And what that means that when you're actually playing the game physically and mentally, you've trained all week at a higher level, which then allows you in a game to mentally stay in the game minute by minute, second by second, because the intensity isn't high enough to take over. The anxiety levels isn't higher than what you've already experienced. So your body and mind doesn't go into shutdown mode or into cruise control and just playing the game. You're not in front of the moment. You're not in the moment. You're not thinking all the time. And to be successful and to win big games, you need to be consistently thinking. You need to be able to adapt and change on the run without it affecting performance. And if you haven't trained to that intensity during the week and the game is a high intensity, you don't get that opportunity. And if you look at great teams or great players, they always say they seem to move 10 steps or 10 seconds ahead of most players. It's not that the game's going any slower for one person than it is to the next player in a physical sense, but in a mental sense, yeah, the game is moving slower because they're able to react and they're able to think quicker than what the other athlete is next to them is doing because they've had that experience of training at a higher intensity. In athletics, intensity of training is managed over a longer cycle and it is vital that athletes are at their peak performance and mindset before competition. Think of a 100-meter or 200-meter sprinter. They have either about 10 seconds or 20 seconds to compete and achieve their goal. Jackie Gallagher is an athletics coach who has coached Queensland and Australian champions. She talks about preparing her athletes during training and during competition. So you have your macro and micro cycles. So the macro cycles are high volume, low to moderate intensity, and they're usually in the general preparation phase. So they're usually months before we're even looking at competition. So that's where they do all the hard stuff or the um, lots of lactic work. If we do it to time them, they're not running at their best. They're usually two seconds off their best in a 400 metres. 
So we're laying the foundation and then as they get closer to competition, the intensity changes. So the intensity becomes higher, but the amount of work that they're doing is lower. So they are to put in um, more effort. They've got less reps. They're at 100% and then the recovery starts to start to get a little bit longer too. So that effort can actually be a true 100% effort or 90% effort. And then as they get to competition, it's just incredibly high intensity, um, really fast with lots of recovery, but very low volume. In the early phases of training, it's the intensity of the session is, is lower, but they've got a higher volume. And usually the athletes, they respond to each other as they get closer to competition as well. Their personalities change, their nerves start to kick in and their own um, internal intensities start to, start to change. And it's reflective with the program as well if that makes sense. So every single race is different and every athlete's different. One athlete might want to put their headphones and just be within themselves and that's cool. I And I just try to get a general sense of whether they want me there or not. Some athletes like to just be within themselves and that that's fine, whatever works for them. Some athletes need you to remind them what their next drill is, even though they've done it every single day for the whole year of training. They just need you there. I'm just that presence and I just remind them that they know what they're doing nothing's new. They've done it all before. They've done it at training. They've raced before and remind them that the confidence is actually already there within them. I just remind them that it's there. I'm not making them run. I'm not making them fast. They're the ones that are the athlete. And just if they need the reminder, that's what I do. So let's do a quick recap on intensity. Point one, intensity is both mental and physical. Point two, every person has a different amount of pressure or intensity that allows them to perform at their peak. Point three, every athlete is different and every moment requires a different level of intensity, a different response. Point four, each athlete should be aware of the pressure they are feeling and adapt their preparation to deal with that pressure. As Kobe Bryant says, it is about awareness. And point five, you cannot just turn intensity on. You need to give it a chance to build up or scale down. Thank you for joining me for the Future Champions podcast and a big thank you to my daughter, Jazara, for helping me out. Thanks, Dad. I now hate balloons. As a final thought, I want to leave you with this quote. Intensity should be balanced with sensitivity or it will cause insanity. Thank you and stay safe.